The Washington football team takes more than one loss against the Cleveland Browns, and why everyone needs to take a chill pill when it comes to evaluating Dwayne Haskins. All that and more on this episode of Chalk Talk. Yo, what's good, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Chalk Talk. Well, week three is in the books, and another L is added to the column. You know, fortunately, we'll look back on this game and see that this was a very winnable one for the Washington football team. And really through most of the second quarter, we probably were in it to win it. But when you go go back and look at the tape and see what happened, the three interceptions and the fumble by Dwayne Haskins are really what killed the game. Now, I've seen some wild speculation on the Internet, basically just blaming every single thing about that game on Dwayne. And I think a lot of that is valid because like we talked about in my previous videos, That's the nature of the quarterback position. You know, they're always going to take the brunt of the loss and they're going to take most of the praise and a win. But, you know, when you look at what happened, his turnovers 100% are the reason why they lost that game. So if you're ever going to point to a game and say, well, one player lost it for us, this is probably it. But we can't forget this is a team game. You know, our defense did not play as good as what we had hoped it would have against the Browns. Their offense was clicking a little bit. Granted, most of that was on a short field because of turnovers. I mean, when you look at three interceptions and 21 points off a turnover, it's hard not to blame that on Haskins. But ultimately, as a defense, you have to stop them, and we just did not do that. But safety in our secondary still continues to be a problem. Um, I'm a little concerned at Landon Collins' play. I'm not going to you know, slander him just yet. I think that a lot of his issues are coming from the issue that we keep talking about on this channel, which is Troy Apke. And now I'm starting to feel like this is the hate Troy Apke show, and it's really not, because I do think Apke brings value to this franchise as a special teams player. He is ridiculously fast, has great closing speed, and can tackle sometimes. Not on a defense, though. I think that's why he's a great gunner. That's why he's great on special teams. But when you watch him play and you see the big touchdowns that we give up, if you look at that touchdown against, you know, when Chubb had that huge run, somehow, in the world of football, I never even knew this was possible, but Aki missed two tackles on one play. It's unbelievable. I didn't even think that was possible. But somehow he missed two tackles on one play, and it's just exposing Collins to have to pick up the slack. And I'm getting more and more concerned that the longer this goes on, the more frustrated Land is going to get, and his play is going to continue to, you know, go down. So I would really love for us to address that, even if that addressing is putting Cam Curl back there to start safety. Um, I have seen some other people say that we should put Fuller back there at safety, and I am totally against that. Um, We paid Kendall Kendall Fuller $40 million to play corner. So he needs to play corner. Um, So I don't think that's the solution. I don't think putting a guy who plays corner to play safety is going to fix the problem. I think we need to either let Cam Curl play or sign somebody. Now, unfortunately, me um, trying to get the Washington football team to sign Earl Thomas is going to go on deaf ears, obviously, because it appears that the Houston Texans are on the verge of doing that. He just had his first workout since being released by the Ravens, and they already seem that they're going to probably lock him up. So uh, there's still HaHa Clinton Dix out there, a couple other guys that I do think that could be better than Apke. So maybe we can get that cleaned up. But every week I see it, and every week, it's a dumpster fire. I'm going to have to just keep mentioning Trash trash Pete. I'm trying to think of some clever nickname about how terrible and trashy he is, but I haven't come up with it yet. But if we get one, 
That's going to be his new moniker because he's playing like trash. Um, so other than that, though, there were some highlights on the defense. Montez Sweat, man, I love this guy. You know, we drafted him last year. He didn't get much as hype as what a normal first-round pick would have been because Haskins was also drafted. So when you look at a defensive end and a quarterback, of course the quarterback is going to receive all the praise and all the hype. But Montez Sweat is definitely coming on this year. I know having Chase Young on the opposite side definitely helps that, but in this game he didn't have Chase Young. So he really was the featured pass rusher, and he is pretty damn fast. So I'm excited to see what he is developing into. But also is kind of a testament to how long it can take a player to develop, which is what we're going to touch on now with Haskins. So if you think back to last year, Sweat really didn't do much, and a lot of people were already calling him a bust. And now he's already looking like he's going to be a great centerpiece of our defense for the future. So when we talk about Haskins and what he is bringing to the team, it's without a doubt, it's not enough. I mean, he's played 10 games now, and they are all pretty forgettable for the most part. He hasn't really had a a stable game yet. I mean, that comeback victory against the Eagles was nice, but we still started out really, really slow. So he really has not had that feature moment yet to say, like, yeah, I'm here, I'm arrived, and I can be something you can look forward to. So I know a lot of fans are getting concerned at that. I mean, but we got to kind of think back to the fact that last year and his last five games, he was getting better, and that's with a staff that didn't even want him. So Ron Rivera is sticking to his guns and is going to keep playing him. He's already come out and said, I'm not benching him yet. I'm going to let him you know, continue to develop. But he did say there is a clear cutoff point as far as when he's going to have to make the move to bench him. So what that point is, no one seems to know. That concerns me greatly just because I am a firm and adamant believer you need to give Dwayne all 16 games, period. I don't care if we're terrible, if he's playing terrible. Kyle Allen is not the future of this franchise. And as much as I love Alex Smith and his amazing story to uh, make the 53-man roster, he's not the future either. So we spent a 15th round pick on Dwayne Haskins. We need to know if he's the guy. And the only way he's going to know that is if you give him every game, every snap, every chance to show you what he has. His biggest fault is that he does not have experience. So I've said this before. I definitely believe Haskins would have benefited greatly from one more year in college. But I don't blame him from coming out. However, it's unfortunate for him in the situation in which he was drafted. He was drafted to, by all accounts, a very terrible franchise. Um, to a coach who did not want him and was forced his hand by an owner. So the perfect situation would have been the Green Bay Jordan Love situation to sit behind Aaron Rodgers. That's what Haskins really truthfully needed, to go to a team where the pressure was not for him to start because they had a bona fide starter already. Um, You know, the Saints or someone like that that could have drafted him. Man, the Saints could definitely use Haskins on their bench right now because I think that would have been a real good situation for him when you consider – uh, Drew Brees' noodle arm that he has. I mean, that's a whole different thing with Drew, Drew Brees. But, you know, someone like that, the Saints, the Packers, you know, you know, the Bulls, what would have thought would have been the Patriots who, you know, Tom Brady has now left. But, you know, Tampa Bay, something like that to where he could sit and learn. But unfortunately, he was thrust into a situation where fans were ready to have him play. And it was a the worst case scenario you could possibly have because the coach got fired. The head coach was an offensive line coach. I mean, it's there's not enough words to describe the disaster that last year was for a first-year quarterback. So, fast forward to this year, you got a new coach, new offense, no offseason, no preseason games, and 
Haskins only started one year in college. So where all these other players are doing great things, you know, Justin Herbert and uh, Joe Burrow and all these other young guys, they played a lot of college football. Haskins did not. He actually stuck it out, didn't transfer like, you know, other guys have like Justin Fields and all these other quarterbacks who just lose the job and then go somewhere else to start. Haskins stuck it out at Ohio State, waited his time, earned his earned the job, had one arguably one of the greatest college football quarterback seasons ever, and then was drafted in the first round. So we got to take a step back a little bit and just remember that he still is young. But the most important thing that I think that everyone needs to remember is right now, Josh Allen for the Buffalo Bills is a huge hype in the NFL. I mean, a lot of people are saying he's an early MVP candidate. The Bills look like a great team and largely in part due to Josh Allen's play. I saw today where John Gruden, you know, equated him to a John Elway type player. So that's high praise from John Gruden. But you look back on Josh Allen's first 10 starts, seven touchdowns, 11 interceptions, 6.37 yards per pass attempt, and 52.3 completion percentage. Dwayne Haskins over his first 10 starts, which most of that was with a terrible franchise, you know, coaching system that was not geared to him. 11 touchdowns, six interceptions, three of which were this week. 6.56 yards per attempt and 58.2 completion percentage. So that right there tells you he's already projecting to be better than Josh Allen is. And Josh Allen looks pretty darn good in his third year. So it takes time. It takes time to learn. Now, it's very possible that he might not learn. And we even, we can get through the season, give him all 16 games, and we're, we get to the end and we're like, yep, okay, well, he's not the guy. Because, I mean, this is professional football, man. Not everybody's going to make it. But to say in week three that he's already done is insane. you got to give him time. And for anyone out there who's, like, going into Dwayne Haskins' DMs and calling him trash and saying he sucks and – I've just seen some terrible screenshots out there. Like, that's just, come on, man. Like, be better. Like, these people are, they may be professional football players, and we may love our franchises, but these are people, okay? And mental health is a real thing. And when you look at football, you know, a majority of that is mental. So when you got your own fans dogging you, trashing you, saying you suck all the time, like, what what is that doing? Like, if you're doing that, you need to reevaluate your own self. So stop it. Just stop. But... All I got to say is, like I said before, I'm a huge Haskins believer because you cannot teach arm strength. I mean, that kid has a cannon unlike anything other. He just needs to learn to read the defense, go through his projection, uh, yeah, progressions, and not uh, stare at receiver down. Now, I do think he needs to probably get a little better at taking criticism. Um, you know, some people were saying, you know, why were you staring your receivers down? He was like, I wasn't staring my receivers down. And even Ron Rivera said you were staring your receivers down. So maybe we tweak taking some criticism a little bit. But that, I mean, come on, he's a young kid. Like, he was a star quarterback at Ohio State, almost won the Heisman. I understand, like, there's a lot of stuff that can go into the factor. He's just not going to always be excited to hear that he's messing up. So he's not used to failing. And, you know, this happens a lot for great quarterbacks in college. They're not used to failing. So, um when you come to the Washington franchise, you better get used to it quick. I mean, it's going to take a while to turn this boat around. So I think he can be the guy to do it, but we got to give him all 16 games to try. Now, the other thing I think is absolutely hilarious is the entire NFC East. Right now, somehow, at one and two, 
The Washington football team is still tied for first place in the NFC East with, of course, the Dallas Cowboys. However, we, um, when you look at the points scored by offense, somehow the Washington football team has the second most offensive points scored. Like, how terrible is the NFC East that that's even a possibility? Because when you watch our offense, it is not great. Uh, so it could very be possible. It could be very possible that the division winner is seven and nine, or somehow if the, the Cowboys start to be even more terrible, the Eagles slide up in there and go and win it at seven, eight and one, you know, with that tie that they had this week. But I just think that that's insane that somehow we are all terrible. So this division, um, Albeit that it doesn't seem great right now, and especially won't seem great next week because we're probably about to get mercy ruled by the Baltimore Ravens, if that was possible. I know we're not really going to get mercy ruled, but they might need to invent it for this game. We're going to be one and four after next week. So, but we still have one division win. And, you know, it's very possible that come later in the season, if we start collecting a win here, collecting a win there. We might still be able to make the playoffs, even with a losing record, which would be insane. But if that's the case, then that means Dwayne has done what he needs to do and turns it around and that he's the guy of the future. So I know a lot of people love draft picks. A lot of fans on Twitter love having a high pick. I've seen the conspiracy theories that Ron is not using his timeouts to tank for Trevor Lawrence. Um, I'm not buying that. I think what he says is true, that he is – understanding that they're not that good of a football team and he's not going to risk injuries when they're already down two possessions. So when I said at the top of my video, Washington took two L's in Cleveland, the injury train is the other one. Now, nothing like to what the 49ers have experienced or some of the other franchises, the Broncos, they're just ridiculously hurt. All these other teams that have multiple key players out, but you know, it's a sad, sad day when a injury to Matt Ioannidis comes across the Twitter feed and you see that he tore his bicep and he's out for the year. You know, all love, hope, and prayers to Matt Ioannidis. I know he's going to come back bigger, stronger, better than ever because the man's a freak. But he is the most underappreciated member of that off, that defensive line. And I, you will see the difference without him in there. Now, I think Tim Settle has a chance to really step up and show what he's capable of, and he's a good player. But he's not Matt Ioannidis. So... That's a huge blow for the team. I know a lot of people are saying, oh, we got depth, you know, we got other players, but I don't care. That's a massive blow to this uh, defensive line. So uh, hope a speedy recovery for him. And then, of course, the fact that Chase Young got hurt in that game, too, is also very concerning. Now, from all initial reports, it sounds like it was a very quick decision to get him out to prevent anything serious from happening. I mean... I think he was declared out before he even walked to the locker room just because Rivera was like, look, there's no way I'm even going to risk it, which I appreciate because, you know, we've all saw what happens when your star draft draft pick, your star second round, second overall pick gets pushed through an injury and then his career is over. Mr. Robert Griffin III. So I totally understand the hesitancy to say, yo, just come out. It's not that big of a deal. we got other pass rushers in Montez Sweat so and Ryan Kerrigan. I'm glad they took extra, extra precaution, but I did see a tweet from Justina Anderson that said that he's getting an MRI. I think that's very precautious. Just trying to double, triple, quadruple check. I don't care if you got to get a shaman in there to make sure his leg is okay. 
Do not push it. If he needs to sit out, we're going to lose to the Ravens anyway. So I don't care if he doesn't play. Just protect your assets. And that's what Ron Rivera is doing. He's trying to build a team for the future. I think he would like to collect a win or two here or there, but he doesn't really give a damn what you think. And he's not going to call a timeout if he's at worry that it's going to risk someone getting injured in the last two minutes of the game. And while it's not fun, it, it it's irritating in the moment when you're watching it and you see the, cl- the clock ticking away and you're like, oh, why don't we call a timeout? Trying to score some points. In the long run, I think we will appreciate that. So we got to trust the process, understand everything that the decision he is making is for the long run, not for the short run. And who knows? Come 10 weeks from now, maybe we'll be talking about how we're about to go to the playoffs. I don't know, because this year is going to be crazy. Ups and downs, a roller coaster of emotions. But be sure to keep checking back every week for your Chalk Talk to get you through it. You know, like I said, I'll be doing this review of the game every week. And if any other crazy things happen, like hopefully a free agent signing at safety, you'll get an emergency video as well. Be sure to like and subscribe uh, down there below. Comment. Let me know what you think. You know, are you happy that Ron Rivera isn't trying to win right now and not taking timeouts? Or are you pissed? Do you think that Troy Apke is actually the best safety in the world? Tell me why. Because I would sure love to hear that one. But the comments is a chance for you to let me know what you think. And, you know, we always respond back. So definitely let us know what you think. Appreciate you as always. Thanks for stopping into this episode of Chalk Talk.